0: me to. So the statistics are about 80% of us have had arguments with our spouses, assuming you're married, and even if you're not, you're probably still in a bucket of having challenges with money in your marriage. What about statistics today? uh, Because sadly, and here in NOVA, it's just as true, money is a huge issue. You may make a lot, but you're probably spending a lot. You probably all know that. Uh, It's true. Whatever age group you're in. Um, no matter your demographic, you're probably wrestling with money. Um, One of the big uh, points of money in marriage is communication. So I'm probably going to hit it a few times, but if you're not communicating with your spouse, if your spouse doesn't know, have any idea how much you make or what's coming in or going out, um, that's going to be a point that um, is a continuing issue. And we'll try to address that. There's a lot of ways to make encourage that, uh, enhance that. Um, certainly, um, it's about um, trying to mitigate money issues as well. So what I'm going to try to do today is run through Crown Financial um, is a ministry that uh, several of us here at BCC are trained um, financial counselors, Crown Financial Counselors. Uh, that doesn't make us into investment counselors, so don't try to make me into some kind of guru on where the Dow Jones is going to go and why eight days in a row it's gone, gone up um, or where it's going to continue going. So I'm happy to talk to you about that kind of thing, but it's more the basics. It's more of the things you'll see today. And what I'd like to also, also offer, um, although we'll do it in about 20 minutes today, there are classes we've taught here at BCC and will and will be teaching um, on money management on Money Matters. Um, if you've ever taken a Dave Ramsey class, that's also very similar um, approach. It's mostly, you know, God gave us these resources, these time, talents, um, treasures. Um, how are we going to manage them? So today I'm going to try to walk through a few things that uh, will hopefully help you. Um, and if it's news to you, if you've never talked about it or heard about it, um, Please do talk to me afterwards. Uh, I have some worksheets that are pretty, pretty good. Yikes! Um, now I'm in the spotlights. Um, they're pretty good at at kind of highlighting some of the areas you should be thinking about if you aren't. Even if, it, if even if you're a great communicator with your spouse, I will encourage you to take the time for these um, with these worksheets. So I'm going to talk about the spend plan or budget. People sometimes don't like the term budget, so Crown Financial uses the term spending plan. Uh, Talk about your debt. If you have it, every one of us probably has it. If you have a mortgage, certainly is one of those types. Uh, credit cards is another. Um, saving, investing. I said I, I'm not an investment counselor, but that's a big part of how you make sure you are well situated. And then lastly is generosity. This isn't a hammer on how much you're going to tithe or not tithe or give away to to uh, uh, charities, but it is a big part of it. Um, we are called to uh, make sure we do well with our um, the parable of ta- the talents, for example, in Matthew 25, that's a big part of Crown's effort, is trying to make sure you're managing your money so that you can give more back to God. So today, how many of us have a budget? You actually know what's coming in and going out. You actually, yeah, this is not kind of like, uh, oh, I think I make about this amount, I think I spend about this amount. That's not a budget, that's not a spending plan. Uh, a budget or a spending plan is actually broken down by category... Uh, yeah, uh, home expenses, car expenses, children expenses, uh, vacations, entertainment. That's the kind of spending plan that we talk about. Um, wh- what is your attitude towards spending? Budgets, money, credit cards. You talk to your spouse anytime you're going to spend more than $100, $200. That's, a, that's kind of a, uh, a rule of, a th- of thumb maybe for, for some of you. It's a good way to kind of mitigate or mi- manage how much you spend. Um, who's in charge? does one of you manage your checkbook or register? That's the old school kind of thing, but maybe one of you uses Quicken. Maybe um, you're in charge. It's not the guys in charge. I would strongly encourage you, if you don't like doing it then and your spouse does, that's fine. That's cool. Um, so I will say uh, joint versus individual. Um, th- there's always mitigating circumstances. There's always an, a reason why not to, but that, that is one encouragement that you both have your money going in and coming out of one account. Now, you might have other accounts for other reasons, but that's just an understanding. Um, as I said at the beginning, communication is key. You've got to do it. Ple- and, and that's not once a year. That's not an annual fiscal budget like the government maybe does or your company does. That's actually probably qu- at least quarterly, monthly better, Pro- probably uh, monthly because your monthly bills are coming in and going out and getting paid. So, spending plan, the, the types of things that go into it, um, crown financial and, and good advice would be, what do you spend your money on? What do you have to? I mean, you've you got, every one of us has to pay a mortgage uh, or rent. Everyone has to pay, pay for gas, uh, utilities, et cetera. But needs versus wants versus desires is a, is a way you can actually grab, um, put it on a piece of paper and tell your spouse, what kinds of things? It's sort of like your birthday wish list. Um, what do you want? Do you want that uh, that new Porsche next year, a year from now? Do you want a house five years from now, education for your children? Um, one thing, I, I'm, I'm prone to this. I love tools. If any of you know me, I love tools. So any of you uh, work on a work project with me, I covet your tools generally. So that's a problem I have. But you have to put out there that you want that new DeWalt 20-volt rechargeable It's not a critical need today probably, maybe it is, but probably not. So that's probably a want. A desire can be further down the road. The the analogy we use is a need is probably you need to um, eat breakfast. A want is you probably want to go to uh, McDonald's. And a desire might be you want to go to a five-star restaurant. It's kind of that priority is how do you make sure you're communicating that with your spouse so you don't throw money around frivolously. Flexibility in a spend plan is not a bad. There's nothing wrong with putting out there that you want to have a vacation. Nothing wrong out there that you want to have a Porsche. Nothing wrong out there that you you want to put your kids through an awesome Harvard education. Um, But you want to plan that. So let me encourage you in that spending plan, that categories. That's how you can do it. Um, There, you probably and you'll be doing this at your table groups uh, later, manage the outgoing. If you don't want the brand new portion, I would never, ever tell you to buy a brand new car, I ever, ever, Crown Financial wisdom around, I uh, would say, don't buy new, buy used, and that's true for a lot of things, actually. Use Craigslist, use your next door, um, whatever location you live in, use uh, your your table groups. Uh, but but the, the buying used, using Craigslist is one of the encouragements we, we try to, push out there. Do it yourself. As I said earlier, I'm a big tool guy. I love doing my my own projects. I love helping others do projects. There's a physical needs ministry here that Dave Greenwood somewhere runs. Um, Absolutely. Uh, So uh, I'd encourage you to do it yourself or ask others for help um, and how to do do it yourself. And then maybe do without. Sometimes you can do without that project. the biggest issue on spending plans, and I've run through this, it's, my, it's true for myself, is are you actually tracking it? Are you actually m- monthly or whatever frequency you do? Are you looking at your Quicken? Um, are you looking at your um, hand, Excel spreadsheet, your, your piece of paper that you're tracking things? And, and that doesn't mean it's got to be down to the, you know, penny. Whatever level you and your spouse agree to, that's how you want to uh, manage it. Let me let me talk about debt because the big one of the biggest issues is credit card debt and not knowing how much you have in debt. Where most of us are, Crown Financial, Dave Ramsey, all approach debt about the same way, and that is minimize it, manage it, control it. Don't let it get out of hand. Um, they don't. They wouldn't recommend um, without discussion anyway. They wouldn't recommend. Don't have any at all because a mortgage debt is the one debt, especially in this area, that it's hard to avoid. I will say they they all encourage to pay it off, pay it off as soon as possible so that you can give more. And, again, back to the generosity issue we'll talk in a moment, uh, that's the big issue. So make sure you're, especially the spouse, again, don't hide anything. Uh, In fact, that's a big marriage issue. No, no, do not hide a thing. Regarding debt, don't have your secret uh, Home Depot credit card sitting there so you can make sure that you can go buy those favorite tools. Um, that That is um, a, a challenge for us, but the same is true for your spouse. If she's, And I know I'm being somewhat sexist, but if they've got the Macy's credit card that they pay off on their own um, and don't tell you about, and that's just between her and Macy's, I would encourage you, don't let that be between her and Macy's. That's something, again, communication is pretty critical. Um, these top few things about dangerous credit cards, and it's true for, a, for your credit score, your FICO score, if you've ever heard of that. Uh, FICO score is kind of important if you've bought, got a mortgage, for example. Um, don't have too many credit cards. Don't have too much credit limit. Um, around here, I don't, I'm i not going to tell you how much is good enough, but some number of thousands of dollars, if you're putting that on your credit card, that's probably reasonable. Um, but don't don't have too many, and again, don't hide it from your spouse. Um, minimum payments. I put that there because I can't tell you how many people I've talked to. They only pay their minimum payment per month. And if you've ever looked at your s- monthly statement, that piece of paper that's old school, I know. But look at your minimum payment. If your minimum payment on a ten thousand dollar monthly uh, uh, debt debt on that credit card is two hundred dollars, and you're paying it off only at two hundred dollars, it's gonna it'll literally take you forever because you're paying at eighteen to twenty two percent annual per, uh, percentage rate. So you're going to stay in debt. That, that is a, um, a, a law in my mind. You have to pay more than your minimum payments. Um, auto loans, uh, one of the crown financial is do not have auto loans. If you do have an auto loan, pay it off as soon as possible. It may sound great that you have a 5% or a 0% APR, um, but it's also a, a burden on you. They, they encourage, we encourage you pay cash. You save up for cash uh, for that debt, for that auto loan. Um, student loans, don't take them on as parents. I'm, I, I've counseled many parents. They want to pay for their kid's education. And I'm not going to tell you not to uh, have a student loan. It's got to be part of your spend plan. It's got to be part of your plan, long-term plan. But encourage you, try not to take on those student loans. Try to do the investment long ahead of time. Um, control order to, will control you. Um, lastly, is it, if it needs to be radical, cut up the credit cards. Um, pay them off, but you got to cut them up if it takes... Uh, if it takes that effort. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of breaking the law. So uh, I, I, I will encourage you to get radical. Sit down with your wife. Talk to somebody like me. Um, anybody anybody else in here, a Crown Financial Counselor? I can't see. But Glenn Allen, Mickey Garverick, uh, Ben Allen, we're all counselors. Um, there are several others. There's like 10 here. And, and by the way, there's probably going to be a class this fall that will go into this in length for you. For anybody that's interested, we're going to have a breakout sessions on all of these in detail or many of these areas in detail. Um, we've taught we've taught these classes here, and the best thing about it isn't the book that we use or isn't the, the, the slides we use. It's about the discussion from the group itself, and I'd encourage you to have any of these areas. You're trying to figure out how and when and how can you get your spouse interested in it and how can you get your spouse to follow along with you. The classes are really good for that. Um, so the one thing... You know, scripture is full of money-related proverbs, and you probably know that. But it's it, it's um, not Old Testament, and New Testament. It's not just proverbs. It's not just Matthew twenty-five and the parable of ten uh, of the talents. But it's all over, and it's about, um, and it's not just related to the love of money. You know, the love of money is is the root of all evil. Um, it's about how do we manage our money. So, if you've got your debt handled, and if you've got three to six months worth of expenses. That's all types of expenses. It's based on your spend plan. It's based on your experience. And it's based on talking to your wife or your spouse um, and your children maybe. You know, that's a big part of this is if you've got children involved in this, I'd encourage you to involve them as appropriately, depending on the age too. Um, But try to sit down and make sure you've set realistic goals. Uh, Manage to it. Save to it. Track it. um, Look at what you've got coming in the next 6 to 12, 18 months. You know, you buy a replacement car. Do that Um, maintenance item on that car. um, Renovate that house, uh, bathroom that you want to do and involve Dave Greenwood if it's appropriate in the physical needs ministry. Um, But make sure you've got those in your spend plan and and make sure you're saving towards them. It's not as hard as... uh, Some people feel it's so daunting to pay off the debt and get savings. I I will say that most of us, if you track your spending, if you make sure you don't go to... I'm going to look around and see any Starbucks cups, but... If you go to Starbucks because you have to have Starbucks every day, well, that's a couple bucks every day, and that adds up to fifteen or so bucks a week. And you know, do the math. Um, I, I I counseled years ago uh, a young woman, and she was spending Starbucks every day, going out to lunch every day, and she couldn't figure out how to put credit card. I, I'm not a rocket. Well, actually, I'm an aerospace engineer. I was going to say I'm not a rocket scientist, <laughs> but um, I'm not a. I, I'm I'm smart enough to be able to say, hey, make sure you're. Manage that every day. Tell your friends you can't go out to lunch. Tell your Skip the Starbucks for sure, um, but tell your friends you're and, and bring your lunch. So those are ways of helping manage it. Um, again, Proverbs, the wealth he- gained hastily. That's true, and I'm not a big speculator. Um, so if you're doing it slowly, and it's another proverb about the ants uh, get their way and the so I'm a big fan of that. Investing, longer term. If uh, The difference between investing and saving, uh, it's not just semantics. It's longer term. It's risk-reward based. So saving, and and yes, you could tell me a savings account is only gaining some percent, 1%, 2% annual. And an investment, on, if you're investing in equity stocks, for example, you're getting between, well, in the last Twelve months or so, you've probably been getting twenty-five uh, percent on average. But it's 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 a risk versus reward. If you've been following the stock market three months, especially since January, end of January, the stock market has been extremely volatile. A lot of things are volatile, but that's the sort of thing you expect in a investment is risk versus reward. You're going to get you're going to gain more, but you have to be willing to suffer the loss, potentially the loss of it. If you if you go back to two thousand and eight, many of you probably remember the the crisis we had uh, f- based on mortgage. Speculation, but that that crisis dropped, uh, killed us in the investments. If you're any of you involved in investments, how many of you are professional investors? So I don't walk into a, a big landmine. CFP, certified financial planners. Um, okay, well, anyway, if you're interested, there are a couple of us here in BC, a couple BCCers that are CFPs as well, truly trained in this stuff. Um, diversification. If you did a pie chart, your pie chart would show different colors for different types of of investments and based on your age, your situation. And I would just encourage you, don't put all of your money into one stock, you know, betting that Microsoft is going to go up a lot from the current um, price and that's where your $150,000 lifetime savings is. That's not a smart investment. Um, Power of compounding, if you're young and you're able to, investment is your 401k first off. and, And Crown Financial is very, very strong in this. Invest in yourself first. Um, put their money into your 401K. Put as much as you can so that you gain your employer match. Uh, put as much as you can so you plan for the future. Uh, you may think you're just 20 and, and, and impervious to any problems, but I'll tell you, if you invest when you're 21 or 25 or 30, it's a lot better than somebody like me at 56. Put it now with no investment for my future, putting that money now and trying to catch up. There's no way you can catch up when you're, and I'm looking around, many of us, um, if you're 50 and trying to catch up, there's almost no way. But if you're younger, do it. If you're older, do it anyway. Uh, put as much as you possibly can into your 401K um, or IRA or whatever uh, investment account, um, pension, TSP, whatever you call it. Interest is huge, and that, and that 2% or 5% or 10% return on investment over, uh, over 30, 40 years is, is tremendous. I will say one statistic It's really sad is something like 70%, 68% of, of individuals over 50 years old do not have any retirement savings. It's an incredible statistic that's, um, it's gonna kill next generations. Back to the student loan issue, one of the things that Crown Financial really hammers on is if you think investing in your kid's education is the place to put your money, I'm, I'm happy for you. But if you haven't put any in your own retirement account, then guess who's gonna be saddled with trying to help you out in your retirement? Your children, and that's just a really sad situation that that we would encourage you all to try to avoid. So, one of the things I'll say is invest in yourself first, invest in uh, properly diversify, and then and then investing your kids for for a college education that's fine, but make sure you're paying yourself first. Uh, So, giving, Uh, I'm not up here to tell you that BCC wants your money. I'm not up here to tell you all the scriptures that talk about tithing. I am up here in part to tell you that guess who owns all these resources that we have, time, talents, treasures, that God has loaned us, that's God. And so giving back to God is appropriate. I will say that Crown Financial does encourage that tithing at a 10% is the floor. That's the encouragement. So if you do one of these worksheets, and I have several worksheets over here to kind of start you if you're interested, and I'll talk about that in just a moment. I would encourage you that um, giving back to This church, this church body, as a tithe is the kind of a foundation. Giving to other charities, absolutely uh, encourage. Uh, If you're able to give more than a tithe, like let's say you contribute to Following God's Lead, FGL, that we've been involved with several years now, or its predecessor, Build Programs, um, absolutely encourage you to give more than your 10%. And sacrifice, make it sacrificially. Um, if, If it's appropriate with your family, your children, that is, um, help them get involved with it, because this is a lifestyle, this is a, a lifelong um, encouragement. Um, some uh, that I've counseled before would say, I can't, and g- they give me, we work through their budget and their spend plan, and they just don't have, what, what's coming in and, and going out is, there, there is no allowance for a tithe. The, the, that exception is, okay, where are you serving, where are you sacrificially giving time your, your abilities, your skills, um, to a ministry, a local ministry? It doesn't necessarily have to be at the church, but are you volunteering with physical needs or volunteering with a care ministry or volunteering with the children's ministry? So I'll, I'll say that that's, that's kind of a last resort and an exception. That's um, certainly a way of giving back to God what is already his. Um, one of the crown points, and you'll see this in uh, – well, I'll, I'll offer this. Um, one of the pitfalls of giving is you're proud about it. Um, ta- you want to tell your table mates about it. I would encourage you to try to avoid that. Maybe your accountability brother, um, that, that's something close or held. Um, certainly your spouse, but don't do it with pride. Um, yeah, I make $100,000, and can you imagine this? I'm giving 30000 to BCC. Well, that's not that's not what God wants. He wants you to do it so your left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. Uh, and I'd, I'd make sure you're doing that, and, 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 and you can be um, happy with that. Get, get, be, be very content with that. But make sure you're doing it um, intentionally, sacrificially, frequently. Um, don't do a one-a-year gift because I'll say none of us pays our bills on one-a-year, nor does this church. Um, charities, I'll say this as well. Prioritize your charities, talk with your spouse about charities. Many of you know me. Um, I'm a blended family. I will say Susan and I are wrestling with what we give. Um, it, not that she's better or I'm better. I'll say that she has certain charities she wants to give to, I have certain charities. I've given to them for many years. Then that's something that we have to communicate about. So, again, back to the sort of the theme make sure you're talking to each other, make sure you're communicating. How frequently, at least uh, my opinion is monthly, because that's generally how our bills work out. Um, make sure you're communicating. Make sure you're setting a good ex- a lot of ways to do that. It doesn't mean you own it. I mean, If any of you are um, leaders, but military for example, it doesn't mean you own the budget and you are the one that writes all the checks or pays bills online. Maybe that's your spouse because she's into it. She loves doing that stuff. That's cool, but just manage it. Make sure you're leading it. Set a good example. Um, the learn teach experiment, I will say that um, that's a, a great way, especially in a table group for example and some of these questions you'll have here in a minute are going to guide you like that. The good ideas are, um, you don't own all the good ideas and I said earlier the classes I've helped teach here at, at uh, BCC, the best discussions were about how to do things better or improve or communicate better and, and sometimes was between husband and wife. Um, so. <laughs> So anyway, make sure you're doing that. That thing. Learn from each other. Uh, be willing to give up a little bit. Uh, compromise. Um, back to that point earlier. Save early. Um, how much you save? The, again, the three to six months is your emergency fund or your rainy day account. Uh, that's a minimum. That should be a basic that you walk away from today, knowing that you're trying to get back there. If you have any challenges with that, I will. Um, I, I'm going to be here this morning. But if you have any. Questions or challenges, um, please do come to me. The resources here in the church are phenomenal as to guide and give good examples. Uh, there are some basics out there. I can point you to some web websites. Um, the, the, the best ones are, are kind of crown.org. Uh, Money Magazine, I, I've said this in every class i taught. Since high school, I've subscribed to Money Magazine on and off again. Money Magazine is 12 bucks a year, and I'm not a Money Magazine uh, like salesman, dude. Um, but Money Magazine has some great, good, ex- uh, great examples for how to how to save, where to save, how to spend, how to buy, and they have uh, kind of a Consumer Reports perspective on some things, like where's the best um, microphone, the best speaker system. Uh, so that, that's a decent resource. If you don't use Quicken, that's fine. You can do it on a spreadsheet. Do it on a piece of paper. Um, but but do it. Um, Credit reports, I'll, I'll close on this, bef- unless you have questions, but um, if you haven't ever heard of a credit report, I can tell you the credit reports, there's three credit reporting agencies. You should pull your credit por- report at least once a year. At least, if you can, better, is once a year per credit reporting agency, so every four months. Um, that way you can monitor your credit. It. Uh, we all know about hacking, we all know about uh, ID theft. Well. That's one way of kind of preventing it. It's also a great way to sit down with your spouse and talk about where you are because the credit report will go back to the beginning of your credit reporting history. So um, just a suggestion on on pulling that. If you have any any questions for me while I'm up here, um, you should have a few questions for your table groups. um, But talk about it. And if you have any questions afterwards, you want to... Pull me aside, um, I'm happy to talk. All right. To your groups.